for Portal here. We're here to stay. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. Take umbers with something John just did. He's gonna feel really silly that he just made the comment he made. I'll tell you why in a minute. But first, everyone independent living in Clemson, 150 Pershing Avenue, Patrick Square Town Center. Go by and check them out if you would like to. Uh, if you are a loved one, want to move into a new community where you know you don't have to do upkeep of a traditional home, uh, concierge services, housekeeping services, shed prepare meals twice a day all that's done for you uh, and you still live how you want to live independently and not an assisted living that's next door at dominion senior living but at everline it's for adults 55 and up they want to get the most out of life and live in luxury beautiful aesthetics each unit whether it's the studio one bedroom or two bedroom come with wi-fi and cable tv washer and dryer in the unit uh, kitchen it's all set up for you so you can live life how you want to go check them out at at everlonliving.com to get more information, everlonliving.com. And now, John, it is time. The Atlanta Braves are reporting today. Pitchers and catchers. It's a big deal. John thinks it means nothing, but he wanted a Braves report. But you scoffed at me just a minute ago. Tell me why you scoffed. You were giggling at watching a Spencer Strider video. He looked cool walking into uh, spring training camp today. Can I tell you what he was wearing so you'll feel silly? I mean, unless he's recreating what Jason Kelsey was wearing at the Super Bowl postgame party, then. No. Is he wearing a Rey Mysterio mask? No, he is wearing a Clemson hat. Okay. Do you feel better about it now? Do you feel silly now that you scoffed at him? While he's I don't supporting the scoff, but while he's supporting your team there, he understands that opening day is just you know two days away. He's got a Clemson hat on, and you're going Spencer Strider. Just scoff, just John Scofford, scoffing away, supporting Clemson. Just want to point that out. I'm very excited. It is it is time. It is spring training. It is here. They'll be out on the field tomorrow getting really ready. A lot of guys reported today. I know pitchers and catchers reported. But there'll be a lot of players that are already coming in and, and getting ready. So, for your first— You know, for Austin Riley and Matt Olson already there, are you worried, concerned one through five, that Ronald Acuna is not already there? <laughs> no. For your first official spring training Braves report, John, do you have any questions for me before I— Take it away. Would you like to know what the Braves need to accomplish in this spring training? Yes, I would. Well, I think it's one, uh, maybe maybe more important than anything else for me, is figuring out the rotation, but hopefully getting lucky and being healthy. Because you remember last year, it threw everything off. The health at the beginning of the year and the health at the end of the year was a, was a problem. Especially the end of the year, when they didn't have Charlie Morton out there uh, they didn't have Kyle Wright, and they had to piece it together, and it certainly affected that NLDS. You agree with that? You can't you can't deny that that was a major issue with the Braves. So getting off on the right foot with the rotation, Chris Sale now involved, Renato Lopez, who I think is going to be a starter. 
I don't I don't think he's going to be a reliever. If he's a, if he's a reliever, it's going to be because some other guys emerge or they get to a point where they need him more in the bullpen that they have to move him there. But his value, I think, is going to start out. I think he has a chance to be a legit starter with the Braves this year. So keep an eye on Lopez. But, you know, getting guys that Chris Sale's old, let's just be honest. There's no other way to say it. Managing his workload, but also ramping him up, I think is going to be very important. They don't have Kyle Wright this year. They will get Huskari Noah back this year. At some point midseason, they'll get back in Anderson. And then they've got the young guys waiting in the wings. Smith Shaver, AJ Smith Shaver, who I thought pitched really well as a young player last year and had to be put in some tough spots. And then also uh, Hudson Waldrop, who's coming in to be the new big name, you know, first round draft pick. Is he ready earlier in his career? You know, to step up and, and play a role, I, I think it's it's very possible that Waldrop plays early on. So, balancing all of that, keeping guys healthy, but ramping them up, and giving the Braves as many options as possible—that to me is the biggest key in spring training—is to figure out some roles and designate some guys for not for assignment, but designate some guys for. Look, we're going to need you at this point in the season, so get ready for it. I think it's going to be incredibly important during spring training. Offensively, I have some questions, John. I'm not putting on concern meter today, but I do have some questions. Can they get... They don't have to get the exact same amount of home run support. Like, that was an enormous amount of home runs they hit last year. It's not likely that you're going to get 50-plus again out of Matt Olson. Do you need 50-plus? It's not likely you're going to get 40 out of Marcelo Zuna again. That's felt like an aberration last year. You know, that horrific start that he had, but then he just caught fire. Do you need that? You know, did you need Acuna to go for 40-plus this year? I don't know. Can they win without having to rely so much on the long ball? I have two questions for you. Have you fixed left field, and do you believe that Arcia can give you another all-star season at short? I think I feel like that kind of was a surprise. Yeah. I think Jared Kelnick can can fill the need there and left. He'll platoon some. But I, I think it'll be less of a guessing game and less of a let's just hope Eddie Rosario doesn't he, drop four balls today. Is Rosario still around? No. But it's it, it'll be a lot of let's just hope that you know a lot less of that. I think I think Kelnick will Suffice. Does that does that sound okay? Whether he flourishes or not, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he'll just text Rasker where he flourishes or flounder. I don't know that he he flourishes, but he doesn't flounder. I don't. I don't think he's going to be a complete flop. I think it's going to be a question of can you get a certain amount out of him, and then fill in the gaps elsewhere. But you know, if he if he gives them a boost offensively, that isn't he he does have some power. But if he can do more than just try to hit long balls. He may love this stadium end up crushing the ball. I don't know. But it would help the the part, the, the other question that I had, the one I had about offense. Because I, I don't think the Braves can rely on home runs as much as they did last year. I think they're going to get pitched differently, handled differently, and I don't think some of these guys are going to put up career years like they did last season. 
It just makes you know you have some regression. Well, you can't, ba- yeah, exactly. You can't bank on everybody having a career year. Yeah, I just I don't know if they're going to get ninety four home runs out of Olsen and Azuna. <laughs> it's an enormous amount to ask for. Two especially years, especially Azuna. It's, it's from the Braves. Thank you. I, I just don't think you can ask a guy to go for fifty. Like you can't expect fifty. So there's going to be a drop off in some of the home runs. Can all be stay healthy for an entire season? That sure would be nice. What do you think about my question about Arcia? Do you think that that is? Um, yeah, I think I think they continue to get that play out of him. The question is, what happens if he, if you don't early in the season? Do you panic? I, the Braves did not make any massive, huge deals in the offseason. and one of the reasons is they weren't going to give up the collateral. What it was going to take to get that done because they would rather do it in the regular season when they know what a specific need is. I don't think Anthopolis is, is going to shy away from pulling a major deal. And I don't, I don't consider Chris Sale and giving up Vaughn Grissom a major deal. But I don't think he's going to give up really big-time prospects and maybe even a, a player on the team until it's a clear and utter need. Does that make sense? Like, he he felt like his roster, because, John, they didn't have a ton of holes, let's be honest. They This was the best team in, in the regular season last year by far. Not a ton of holes. So I don't think he had to revamp everything. But I understand his philosophy of saying, I'll address it when it's a clear and obvious issue. Like somebody goes down, somebody hits a horrible slump. Maybe, like, to, like you're saying, Arcia doesn't hit a lick and can't field anymore. Then I think you you address it when it becomes something that you didn't guess whether it was going to happen or not. So I don't I don't have a huge issue with that. You know, and I, I'm I'm curious what the mentality is. Can this team get tougher for the postseason? How do you do that? How do you how do you create intensity later in the season? How do you get yourself mentally more prepared and tougher when those games happen in October because I feel like yeah you're, you're torn is it do you put your guys through more situational stuff in spring training do you make your guys play more in spring training do you rest them more in spring training like I don't which is the right way to go about it as you get going yeah I, I don't know because you can't you can't ask them in spring training to have an October mentality that's not how baseball is designed there's too many games so how do you I guess motivate yourself throughout the year and motivate your team throughout the year to have an edge like the I mean clearly or, the, I, I think part of the Braves problem was they were to the credit they had that edge during the year but they didn't have another gear left when they got to the postseason and the edge was They're, clearly with the Philadelphia Phillies they they went into that with an with an edge with the chip on their shoulder felt like the underdog they had to perform and they felt like they'd come together as a team Maybe the Braves came together too early last year. I mean, I don't, I don't like that mentality. You're supposed to win every game. You know, you're supposed to try to win every game you play. But I just don't know that that you can create that. Like, they're going to be asked that all spring. How do you not let what happened in the postseason happen this year? But there's not a there's not an easy answer. There's not a well. We just got to do this. We got to do that. You can't do that in February and March. You have to figure out what that gear is. I, I hope, though, that, that maybe, you know, John, maybe sometimes it's just going through it. Having to endure that pain of how last year ended fuels them when they get back to October and not wanting that feeling again and not giving in to moments and having your stars show up 
and make big plays. Sometimes maybe that is the answer. But we won't know any of that. We're not going to learn any of that over the course of the next two months. That's going to be decided way down the road. But you got to put yourself in position to be there, too. And first and foremost, hoping for good health. It feels like the Braves are coming into the season healthy. You know, last year that was not the case. Last year was very concerned about Kyle Wright, you know, concerned about um, managing some of the the innings for guys and having to rely on two rookies. I don't think we went into spring training last year going, yeah, there's going to be two rookie pitchers in the uh, in the rotation to start the year. No one anticipated that. Um, hopefully Huskar Noah comes back healthy because I, I think that would be a guy that I think a lot of people have kind of forgot and slept on that was pitching really, really well at a high level before he got stupid and slammed his hand into a wall or whatever it was. <laughs> or Gatorade Cool or whatever he, whatever he did. Um, and then, of course, yeah, they've, they're, they'll get in Anderson back. Whether they get the old in Anderson back or not, I, I have no idea. We've gotten two uh, texts here. On the brace says uh, we have a lot more strikeout pitchers this year. That will help, especially in the pen. Yeah, I think I think the bullpen is is improved. And again, I I don't think that Lopez ends up or at least starts in the bullpen. I think he may he could end up up end up there based on how other people perform and how it goes. But I think they want to start him out, stretching him out, and see what he can do as a starter. He's got he's got electric stuff, flamethrower stuff. So they do have a lot of strikeout pitchers. I agree. This, this should be a better bullpen. I think it's constructed better than it was. Remember, remember last year, the fun that we had each and every day? Oh, yeah, the horrible Braves bullpen. That was the fourth best in baseball. You got so irritated with that. I had fun watching. Well, it's nonsense watching a, a team where a guy is stealing 140 bases and hitting 70 home runs and having 110 wins at the end of the year and all these things. And it's, we have the worst bullpen. It's so awful. I mean, Brad, we would do an hour plus on the Braves bullpen issues, and then you take a step back and look at the entire league, and it's like, oh, you're one of the best at doing it, too. What do you want me to say? It bothered you, you more Real than... Ryan Day vibes. Real third base vibes. <laughs> bothered you more than it bothered me, just for the record. Six, real born on third base vibes. <laughs> when we come back, we'll turn our attention to college football win totals. We discussed a couple of these yesterday. We'll hit on some more after this. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicap, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Coach Dabo Sweeney here from the Clemson Tigers. Just like high schools across the upstate, Clemson fans love football. But one thing I love more than football is my family. That's why we talk to our three children about alcohol and other drugs. Alcohol is the leading cause of death among youth. But the truth is, most upstate youth aren't drinking or using drugs. Remind your teenagers that most teens choose to be healthy and drug-free. Talk to your teens about drugs and alcohol. They will listen. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives. 
but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramps corporate cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramps software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com sports. Ramp.com sports. R-A-M-P.com slash sports. Carolina Top Dressing is your go-to solution for maintaining a healthy and vibrant lawn. With our specialized soil conditioning program, we ensure your grass stays nutritious and healthy. Right now, take advantage of our limited time offer and receive a free lawn aeration when you sign up for our program. Trust us to help your lawn thrive all season long. Visit us now at carolinatopdressing.com for your free quote. And as always... Go Tigers! Hi everybody, I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being just another number. Join Founders and receive the personalized attention you deserve, along with great rates, loans, for any reason, and a dynamic online experience. Visit one of their 41 convenient office locations, or visit foundersfcu.com to see if you qualify for membership. Relax, go Tigers! Federally insured by NCUA, membership qualification required, terms and conditions apply. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Clemson men's basketball will return to the court tonight in Little John Coliseum, 7 o'clock tip-off time as they welcome to town the Hurricanes of Miami. Now, Clemson 17-17 and 17 all-time against Miami, 10-4 and 4 in games played in Clemson, South Carolina. Seven of the last nine games in this series have been decided by five points or less. Now, the only two that have not been decided by five points or less are a 66-58 Clemson victory on February the 27th of 2021, and then Miami's 95-82 win this season in Coral Gables. That was a contest in which Miami shot 53% from the field. They made 11 three-pointers. They put 60 points up on the board against our Clemson Tigers in the second half alone. That second half, it seemed like everything that they shot, it went in the hoops. So Clemson will be looking to get maybe a little bit of revenge uh, in that contest. Of course, Clemson coming off back-to-back -back road wins at North Carolina and at Syracuse into uh, the game tonight in Little John. So hopefully they can carry some momentum from that. Airtime for us, 6.30. Hope that you can join us on Network Lines. And as always, go Tigers. Powered by Upcountry Fiber. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. The Upstate's home for sports talk. It entertains me. I enjoy listening on the way home. 105.5 and 97.5 FM. We are the Roar. Eleven twenty-four a.m. here on the Roar Press Box with Brad and John. Thanks for joining us. Six five four seven six two seven. You want to get in on the Adams and Covering text line or the phone lines today? We'd love to hear from you. Six five four Roar, John. 
the college football win totals that we started to go over yesterday. Uh, recap real quickly. Miami, Clemson, and Florida State all had the same number at 9.5 wins. Are, did that surprise you that all three are that close? No. Now, Florida State's the only one that plays both teams. Miami, Clemson don't play. You were not surprised. I think they're... I think the three favorites as we start the off season here. So not surprised that they would have the exact same number. Okay. I'll ask you if you're surprised by a couple other of these. All right. Louisville, eight and a half, coming off a really good season in year one of Jeff Brom. Twenty plus new players though through the transfer portal on that team. There's gonna be a lot of changeover. Uh do you think that the Cardinals are accurately slotted at eight and a half wins based on what you know uh no i would lean under so what what were some of the criteria we laid out yesterday we had five things your how you what season you're coming off of yes uh the narrative surrounding your program all right how people view you okay uh your quarterback situation all right your coaching staff okay how strong or weak it is Newer or yeah. the same or old, whatever. And then finally, your schedule. Coaching staff, feel very good about. Quarterback, I don't feel good about at all. Why? You replaced uh, Jack Plummer with Tyler Shuck, the seventh-year player who's bounced around to multiple, multiple, what, three different schools now? Yeah. Hadn't done anything. He's not very good, by the way. No, he's not very good either. Talk about how you how your season ended. They played for the conference championship, and that's great. First time it's ever happened at Louisville. You got punked hard by Kentucky. Fade down the stretch. The ACC championship was a disaster of a performance. Here, like, it just I, I I don't like the way that things ended for Louisville last year. Yeah, and I know that they've brought in a bunch of transfers. Okay, great. Right now, I just take that as I just took a bunch of transfers. I don't know what does that mean. Not really sure. And you go look at the schedule. I think they will start 3-0 and if you look at like Austin P, Jacksonville State, and Georgia Tech. All three at home, you should be good. You got to go to Notre Dame. You're hosting SMU. I think at Virginia, that's doable for them. But then you're Miami at home at Boston College at Clemson. By you can, At Stanford, you should be fine. But that is a cross-country trip. We don't know how that all is going to impact the league. And then you finish with Pitt and at Kentucky. Like th- this seems way more seven and five than another ten win year for me. Let me rephrase something I said. I I don't think that Tyler Shuck is a bad quarterback. I, I said he's not very good. I was saying that in, more in relative comparison to Plummer, who had a I think an exceptional year. Shuck's just kind of a guy. I mean, he sixty two percent last year passing at Texas Tech. 2,900 yards, 20 touchdowns, 11 picks. That's not elite. That's not, you know, close to that. He, he can run the ball a little bit. He's a little physical, but I just don't think he's – he's not a transcending quarterback. No, he's no. not a quarterback that you you bring in in year two and it gets you to another level than what you did last year. I think it's a downgrade. Compared to Plummer? Yeah. Yeah, and With Plummer a tougher knew schedule. the system. Plummer knew the system. He walked in the door and was teaching guys how to run it because he had already worked with Braum. Shuck's got to learn the system. I, yeah, I don't... I, I guess the total makes somewhat sense because of the narrative around Louisville and an improved program. 
you know, maybe a consistent program building there with, with Brom. Eight and a half does feel a little high to me, though. But seven and a half would feel, would seven and a half feel low? I mean, I say I think there are seven to five teams, so that's kind of about right. Okay. The over is minus 118. So you got to pay a little extra juice on to play over. So the books are shading the over a little bit more. I guess they're taking more money on the over as opposed to the under eight and a half wins, which is minus 104. Can I tell you one of my favorite totals here in the ACC? Yeah. The NC State Wolfpack over eight and a half at plus 102. Should NC State be at the nine and a half mark? Now, the answer is no because they don't win 10 games. We don't live in a world where NC State is allowed to win 10 games. That's correct. So maybe maybe not. But are they in the same realm as Miami, Clemson, and yes. Florida State? I, I think they are more in the conversation than Miami from a team totality standpoint. Um, Miami just has the far superior quarterback. What is NC State doing at quarterback this year? Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina transfer. Who we hope returns fully healthy from his... I hope. I want to see a fully healthy Grayson McCall playing something other than... I mean, I, he wasn't all that great in the Tim Beck offense, but he certainly was in the Jamie Chadwell one. I would like to see it, but I have my have my doubts. Why? Just, just step just up in get, competition? Step up in competition in the amount of the hits and injuries he's taken over the years down at Coastal. All right. Fair enough there. Uh, I, I still think eight and a half is very doable. Now, this is regular season now. This is not this is not include a bowl game. Right. Do you have NC State schedule in front of you? Uh no, but if you give me a moment I can pull that up. Not playing the win game today, just evaluating whether or not this team if you know as of one of the criteria can make can make a run at nine wins. Uh they start out with, right, with got it here. Western Carolina. That's obviously an easy one. Uh Tennessee, Louisiana Tech. At Clemson, NIU, that's Northern Illinois, MAC team, Wake Forest, Syracuse, at Cal, Stanford, Duke, at Georgia Tech, at North Carolina. I don't think that's an easy, easy just pencil them in for nine wins, but the problem is they have to play Tennessee out of, out of conference. They, for all the, the, the jokes that we make on NC State's uh, September scheduling, they are playing Tennessee in Bank of America for the Mayo Classic. The Duke's Mayo Classic. So I give them that this year. Sure. Can't make fun of them this year. And they play Clemson in September, too. So all the years of NC State starting 5-0, and do they start 5-0 and this year? No. Then I don't know that I want to go with the over on the 8.5. But when you get through September, though... Lake Syracuse at Cal Stanford Duke at Georgia Tech at North Carolina they can win every single one of those games so if they drop both Tennessee and Clemson they can still go 10 and 2 I don't think they win both games at Tech at North Carolina well they're winning in Chapel Hill oh listen to you Mac Brown can't beat Dave Dorn oh man Dave Dorn has bullied Mac Brown and shoved him into a locker who does Mac Brown beat? He can't beat Dave Dorn. He can't State beat Dabo Sweeney. He can't beat Florida State. App State in September. And even Barely. that's precarious. Barely. It's ugly, and it's a heck of a journey, but he gets there. God, 
Carolina. What are you doing? What are you doing with Mac Brown? Still, still running this thing back. Run it back. Just, I just don't get it. Hey, anymore. but it's going to be better because Max Johnson's a quarterback. What's their win total? North Carolina's. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Tar Heels are just like the NC State Wolfpack at eight and a half. Who do you have more confidence in hitting their win total, NC State or North Carolina? It's got to be NC State, right? Yeah, as crazy as it sounds, I would take a nine-win NC State team in the regular season over a nine-win North Carolina team. There's no chance that's that. That's too high. I mean, just narrative alone, John, they fade every year in November. They don't have the all-star, all-American type quarterback this year. They don't have... I mean, they have their right, defense have, here's is, is a question. wreck. They don't have their defensive coordinator anymore. They had to fire him. I'm going to ask you this question. Besides of Marion Hampton, what do they have? For for Nothing. a team with an eight and a half win total, outside of the starting tailback, what do they have? Nothing. I don't think they have anything. I I, I do not buy North Carolina anyway whatsoever in twenty twenty four. The narrative doesn't even line up for eight and a half wins to go over that. All right, let's go over the schedule. You're gonna start on a Thursday night at Minnesota. Better win that game. Charlotte at home. You want to get to nine wins. NC Central at home. Yeah. James Madison at home. Scary game. That just screams loss. At Duke. Might be a scary game. Manny Diaz, Malik Murphy. They got some things cooking. Could be a scary game. Pitt at home. Shouldn't win. All right. They are, and then Georgia Tech at home back to back. They are losing one of two of Pitt and Georgia Tech. Then there's no chance. This team is not winning nine games by doing that. All right. Then you have your first bye week at Virginia, at Florida State. Mac Brown may lose both of those because I've seen him do it. Man loves to go up to Charlottesville and lose, loves to go to Tallahassee and lay an egg. Bye week. Wake Forest at home, seen him lose that one, at BC, and then NC State at home. Does that feel like nine wins? No. Out of all the totals we have talked about so far, the easiest thing I can think of is a North Carolina under. I'm not sure. And I'm looking at flights to how do I get out to Vegas to play this thing. I'm not sure you don't have to do that. On March 11th, you can drive to North Carolina. Yeah, but I want to go to Vegas. (laughs) Oh. I'm not sure they get to six wins. I'm not sure they get to six wins. No. They have because you have to factor in, and I, I I know it's not fair, but you have to factor in the November collapse and the one game that Mac Brown is going to lose that in no way should he. Well, he there's already teams on the schedule he cannot beat. Like he's just not he just never has. I mean, back to back at Virginia and at Florida State. I just screams losses to me. Now, North Carolina is more talented than Virginia, but that's never stopped the Cavaliers before. How many times has Mac Brown gotten to nine wins in his time in North Carolina? Uh, the second iteration. Yeah. We won't even count the first. Too, too long ago. Two? One. He went he went nine and five in 2022, and that was with a loss to Clemson in the ACC championship game and a loss in the Holiday Bowl. So he, he got to the over. He's only done it one time. And that was the the, the good Drake May year. Yeah. And they still fell apart down the stretch that year because they were lined up to potentially go to the college ball playoff had they won out in November. 
and they fell apart. I just can't imagine that you want to. You with want Max to, Johnson? You want to go over on eight and a half? Yeah, with with Max Johnson. Out of all the quarterbacks we've talked about, all the teams in their quarterback situation, I feel the worst about this one. Texer says they have a national championship winning coach, sir. And a whole lot of teams can say that. What does that, what relevance does that have? How has it helped North Carolina when they went 7-6? It helps when you put together the graphic to go on social media. 8-4, and 6-7, and 9-5, and 8-5. And and but when I hear people who scoff at Clemson touting Dabo Sweeney's two national championships, which are recent and relevant. They've lost their last five postseason games. Four bowl games and the ACC title. That's five postseason losses. They haven't done anything with Mac Brown of of concrete, you know, meaning. Other than being a, a team of September. And you wanna do you wanna take the over? No, I said the easiest thing so far right now is a North Carolina under. I agree. And I'm trying to plan a trip to go play this. God, we live in a world where I would take NC State to go like, over for North Carolina. How confident I feel about this. Do you follow out of bounds? And you know, Quak has had some issues with keeping money in his account in the, his out of bounds uh, bank, right? Fair enough, yeah. I am willing to put a large investment into Quak's out of bounds bank just to put it all on the North Carolina under for the 24 season. All right. How about a team that has narrative momentum? Is that a thing? Yes. Okay. It the, is on this show. The narrative is that Virginia Tech is moving upward. Seven and a half wins tells you that that sort of meets the narrative here, right? Win, win total at seven and a half. Do you buy that? Is, is that accurate enough for West Virginia? Uh, I'm not West Virginia. Virginia Tech, sorry. Seven and a half. All right, let's go through the criteria. They've got the momentum. The narratives are cooking, right? I feel good about the coaching staff for the first time in a while. They got the quarterback right. We can go over the schedule here in a second. I think there are reasons to be positive in Blacksburg for the first time in a long time. That's that's a good narrative. Yes. They have one of the better narratives in the ACC right now. They probably should be kind of where they're at right now. Let's go through the schedule. All right. At Vanderbilt to open the season. Better be able to take care of that. Uh, Marshall at home. At Old Dominion, we've seen that be a trap game before for the Hokies. Uh, Rutgers at home. I think those are two games that could they could lose, but you know we'll see. At Miami, at Stanford, at Miami on a Friday night. A bye week, as is tradition, Boston College on a Thursday. Hmm. Georgia Tech, and then at Syracuse, Clemson at home. Bye week at Duke, Virginia at home. Over seven and a half. I, th- I would take that right now. I lean that way because you do. You can trip up in that non-con and still hit that number. There's a problem with our reasoning, though. A lot of people are already on it. It's minus 142 to take the over seven and a half. That's, that, I haven't looked, but that's got to be one of the higher over juices on here. From what we've seen so far, yeah. Six, five, four, or more to come after this. 
It's time to update your home with a fresh coat of paint. Get rid of those popcorn ceilings or wallpaper, maybe even refinish your kitchen cabinets. Don't try to do it yourself. Trust Serta Pro Painters to do the job right, on time and within your budget. Your local Serta Pro team is with you from the first phone call to the final walkthrough, offering expert opinions on color choices, project updates, and even financing options. No more waiting. Start your project today. Visit SertaPro.com to schedule a free consultation. SertaPro.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. It's moving day, and Tiger Moving Company is here to help. Skip the headache. Hire the professionals with the right tools for your move. They're a clean-cut and reliable team, pack and assemble furniture seamlessly. So all you have to do is make yourself at home. To top this all off, they even start and stop the clock at your house, charging you a flat hourly rate. No rounding up. Call today at 908-9028 or email tigermoving at gmail.com to make your next move with Tiger Moving Company. There is a problem with mattresses. The bad ones leave you sleeping in a hole way too quickly, and no one makes flippable mattresses anymore. Engineered sleep designs and manufacturers mattresses that solve common issues and sleep comfortably. Whether you prefer firm or soft, they have you covered. Go check out their industry-leading dual mattress and their flippable classic hybrids at 333 North Pleasantburg Drive, Greenville, or visit engineeredsleep.com to learn more. This Valentine's Day, skip the rush on cards, chocolates, and flowers, and give your loved ones what they really want, an insanely clean home with the pros at Zero Res. Their patented process uses ZR water to clean your carpets and other services like no other. And with no residue, your carpets stay cleaner longer. Right now, mention me, Mickey, and The Roar, and you'll get three rooms of carpet clean for $109 plus a free hallway. Book online at ZeroResGreenville.com. The Bojangles back at Bojangles, a crispy fish fillet dusted with Bo's famous seasoning with the same bold flavor as their chicken and fries. Hook one while you can. When you shop or donate at a Dream Center resale store, you're helping to change lives. The Dream Center receives no government funding and depends on the resale store's proceeds to operate. 100% of store's proceeds go directly to support the programs of the Dream Center, offering those in need a hand up instead of a hand out. Shop and donate your items today at their Easley, Pickens, Seneca, or Greenville store on Pleasantburg Drive. Donate, shop, change lives. Visit thedreamcenterpc.org for more information today. Are you approaching retirement? Are you concerned about your 401k? How would you like to add 15 to 40% into your retirement account immediately? Folks, let me show you how to create an inflation-friendly, increasing income, guarantee income that you and your spouse will not outlive. All you have to do is give us a call at 1-800-440-0434 or go to mymoneyissafe.com or you can call at 864-989-0176. Is switching your wireless service to Total by Verizon easy? Totalmente. And you get unlimited 5G data? $25 a line for four lines on the unlimited plan? At an amazing price? With no contracts? Should you switch to Total by Verizon? Definitely. Uh, I mean... Totalmente. 
Find a store or switch suavemente at TotalByVerizon.com. Monthly rate when you activate without a pay, plus taxes and fees. Discount begins the month after you enroll. Additional terms apply. See website for data management practices. What teams and situations concern you in sports? Yeah, yeah, I am concerned. You know, I'm concerned, but, you know, we didn't get it done tonight. Um, and that's my level of concern. It- Tune in Wednesday on the Press Box to see if your problems make the concernometer. Weekdays from 9 until noon, right here on The Roar, where every day is game day. Final segment here on a Wednesday. Coming up tomorrow, Daniel Shirley in hour three. Our friend from theathletic.com will join us. Get his thoughts on things going around college football. Talk about Georgia a little bit with him, with the news of Scott Cochran today leaving the Bulldog program. So look forward to having Daniel on tomorrow. We'll get into all that. 654 Roar, still time for you to get in today. We were doing some college football win totals. We're going to talk some Clemson basketball to wrap up the show and take a look at what's going on in sports tonight in just a few moments. Uh, John, give me another team we haven't touched on in the ACC that you might be curious about if their win total matches what we, what our perception is of that team right now. All right, I'm going to go with a team that uh, I think overachieved last year. I think a team that may have found their quarterback. Give me the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. Oh, they clearly overachieved in my opinion. Um we thought they could be the worst team in the league. People thought they could be the worst team in the league. I didn't know about that, but I think other people thought that. Thought, you know, we had Brent Key on the show. I saw I saw a leader. I saw a man who had it together. Uh his team looked like that at the end of last of the previous season when he took over for Jeff Collins. They looked like a, di- a different team with a different mindset. And I think that carried over into last year. Five and a half, uh shading on the under here at minus one thirty four. I think there's one big reason as to why. I think momentum we can buy. We can buy the quarterback. I feel good about the coaching staff. I feel good about a lot of things that are in place. I'm going to read to you just the back half of the schedule. All right. After their first bye on Saturday, September 28th, Mm -hmm. Duke at North Carolina, Notre Dame at Virginia Tech by week, Miami, another by week, NC State at Georgia. Yeah, that's brutal ending. Notre Dame, Vautech, Miami, NC State, and Georgia are their last five games. And, and just around it, the beginning of it starts with against Florida State and Ireland, Georgia State at Syracuse, VMI at Louisville. It's really hard to take the over on them. They're a program that could be a lot better, again, could continue to take steps and not show up on the win-loss column. But, I mean, think about it. If they take care of Duke at North Carolina, winnable games for them, and Miami always seems to stumble against Georgia Tech. There, there's ways to get over here. Damn. But it's going to be tough. Yeah. And I like what Brinke's doing. And I think Haynes King, I never thought he would play that good based on what we saw to him at A&M. Can they get one win in that in that final five-game stretch? Notre Dame, oh, yeah. at Vautech, Miami, NC State, at Georgia. Definitely. It's not happening at Georgia. No, it's the Miami game. I don't think it's happening at Virginia Tech. No, it's Miami. It's definitely Miami. I don't know. I think it'd be really good for the program if they could beat Notre Dame or NC State at home. Really big. 
well, I say home. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium is hosting the Notre Dame game. <laughs> Sean rolled his eyes at that. What? Clemson played there a couple years ago. You, are you looking down upon that decision? I would never. Of course you wouldn't. You wouldn't scoff at that at all. I just want to know, can they get the car across town? Uh, the jalopy? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, that, that's a good question. I think, it would, I think it would struggle in Atlanta traffic. <laughs> You're not going very fast in Atlanta traffic. You can push. Fair point. Get out and push it, and you'll be all right. You'll get there eventually. Six five four roar. It, give me one more team, then I want to do some basketball. Newcomer SMU. Okay, I like that one. The newcomer we're excited about. Eh, excited is a little strong word. Um, you're you may be more excited than I am. What's the narrative on SMU coming into the ACC? Are I think they? Brent Lashley has things kind of cooking right now. That's what I was going to ask. Are they? Is the narrative around them that they're they're a healthy program? Obviously, they got a lot of money. NIL won't be an issue with them. They're not even going to accept payment from the ACC just so they can move into the league now. Take that, Florida State. So, seven and a half is the total. It's uh, minus one fifteen, shading a little bit on the over there. Minus 105 on the under. So you're not really getting a whole lot of value in terms of that. So can SMU, do they have their quarterback situation worked out? Do they have the staff worked out? Staff, yes. Is Preston Stone back and is he healthy? If so, then yes. But in their first year in a step up in a level competition. There's going to there, there's gonna be a couple losses that we don't see coming just because every team, when they have to level up a league, it's... I mean, how long was it last year, Brad, before a Big Twelve, a new Big Twelve team got a win in league? Oh yeah, that did take a long time, and we saw you know Central Florida have to kind of and their first wins were against each other. It took even like late October before they beat like a pre-existing league member. Well, like Central Florida was so used to you know ten and twos and eleven and ones, and then you know they're scrapping to put together a bowl season. I remember what was it, the first conference win was one of them against Houston. I think so, yeah. It was like Cincinnati against Houston. So there there could be a little bit of a struggle for the the Mustangs, especially when they're going to be greeting Florida State at home for their first uh, ACC game. They get Cal at the end of the year, so a good old rivalry to end during rivalry week there uh, in, in Thanksgiving weekend. I mean, we got clean old-fashioned hate. We got the Palmetto Bowl. We got Florida-Florida State. And, of course... SMU Cal. What are we going to call that game? It's got to have a catchy name to it. New fashion hate? <laughs> Even though I don't think there's anything to be hating about for either one of those two sides. Not yet, anyways. All right, games against Florida State at home, TCU at home, BYU at home. I'm, just trying, to, I'm trying to find some home games that you feel good about getting. Because to get to the over, they're going to have to win one of those three, if not two. They can beat Pitt and BC at home. The road schedule's not bad, John. Not bad at all. They they're, go they're going, no, they're going to the most feared environments in the league. At Louisville, at Stanford, at Duke, at Virginia. <laughs> those are not feared. Those those are, outside of Louisville, pretty hospitable environments. They'll fare fine out there at some of those road games. Louisville won't be an easy game for them at all. I, I don't think they'll Oh, no, that's going to be one of the better league games of the season, in my opinion. But at Stanford, at Duke, at Virginia, they can win there. 
They can win all, uh, maybe not all three. They can win two of those. Still, the seven and a half match where SMU is. Yeah. I think they're a seven and five, eight and four type of team. But you wouldn't be surprised they got off to a little bit of a sluggish start in league play. Oh, no. I I could see them dropping both Florida State at Louisville back to back. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this team today because they do have a new head coach and a lot of newness. But Boston College, they have to go to SMU this year. That feels like a, a very winnable game for SMU. Boston College is four and a half on the on the total. That feels right, doesn't it? In Bill O'Brien's first year, you have oh my goodness! In the first four games of the Bill O'Brien tenure, at Florida State, Duquesne, at Missouri, Michigan State at home. Not easy. Extremely difficult. Yeah, All right, be a tough year for the Eagles. Tonight, college basketball in the hardwood. The Tigers taking on Miami. We'll get to that game in a moment. Some other ones of note, John. I think there are some really important games. Oh, there's a, there's a big one in the Southeastern Conference. I was gonna, I was gonna, are you going to the South Carolina games that we were talking about? What are you going to do here? State Pride or War Eagle? War Eagle hosting South Carolina tonight. 11.5 point spread on this one. That seems incredibly high. Give me the Gamecocks plus 11 and a half. Are you kidding me? Gamecocks are ranked over Auburn, and they're an 11 and a half point underdog on the road. Auburn wins this game tonight. South Carolina gets their oh, first no, loss uh-uh. of the season. No. What do you mean, no? What do you mean, no? This is bandwagon night in my house here. I got Auburn at home and Tennessee on the road at Arkansas. It's bandwagon night. No. No, Lamont Paris is going to go down there and get it done. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> you told me how many? Th- you told me I was wrong to back the Gamecocks against Tennessee. You told me I was wrong to back the Gamecocks against Kentucky. And now you're telling me I'm wrong to back the Gamecocks hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. against Auburn. I didn't say you're wrong to back them against Kentucky. I said I would also take the points on that one. I don't remember you calling an outright win, but eh, Tennessee I may have embellished. But... That's a tough game. That, you talk about a tough environment. South Carolina has to walk into tonight. It will be absolute chaos. Are they letting the bird out of the cage and go fly around? I'm just telling you, it's going to be a very tough game tonight. I'm I'm banking on that. Why Why is it 11 and a half points if it's so easy? It's so easy just to walk in. I don't know. Why was it, what, 12 and a half at Rupp or double digits against Rocky Top? It that was matter. historical. They don't win in those places. They did this time, but historically don't win in those places. Let's go to Javante. He's up next. Hey, Javante. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Just want to get you on South Carolina. South Carolina win big tonight. Thank you, Javante. South Carolina win by 10 plus tonight. Go Tigers. God bless. <laughs> no, that, that is becoming one of my favorite things on this show now is Gervonta getting in, saying something about the Gamecocks, and then ending it with Go Tigers and hanging up. I love it, Gervonta. Thank you. Picks them to win outright by 10-plus tonight and then says Go Tigers on the back my end man. of that. <laughs> what we're talking about. What a way to, to wrap up the show today. So, you are, so you're so you saying South Carolina outright tonight. You don't even need the points. What points? What? <laughs> The 11 and a half. You don't even need the 11 and a half. You're just calling outright winner tonight. Don't need them. All right. You're on the record for an outright winner. How about... There's, there's uh, no way that's going to, you know, 
have the Clemson grad here declaring South Carolina as an outright winner on the road. There's no way this is going to come back to, you know, upset some folks and get me in some trouble, right? Not at all. Okay. How about my bandwagon Vols tonight? Against Woopig? Yeah. Yeah, they're not that good this year. Yeah, that's that's very true. E- easy win night. They're favored by eight and a half. They, they win by double digits. Georgia Tech takes on Notre Dame in the ACC. And then Miami and Clemson at 7 o'clock tonight. I don't get steamrolled by the guards. Get the ball down low to P.J. Hall and in Shefflin. Work out of that. Uh, this is a actually good defensive three-point team, Miami is. So Clemson needs to be, I think, wise in the in the shot selection in, in what they take. You know, I, I said don't fall in love with three against Syracuse. You'll be okay, and I don't think they did. Don't fall in love with three against Miami. You'll be okay tonight. Keep having Chase Hunter drive drive to the basket. Let P.J. Hall do a lot of the good things, and he Ian Sheffield have been doing down in the paint, and that will open up, I think, Joe Girard to be able to hit some things from three, keep his shooting momentum going. I think the Tigers at home, the way that they have found some success shooting lately and the incorporation of the zone defense, I think they continue momentum. Give me the Tigers tonight. Why have they struggled at home in, in conference season? I don't know if I can pin that to one thing. I think it's been almost like isolated opponent things. Like I think it's a different reason in each game. Okay, so you don't think they're they're actually struggling at home. It's just been the situation. Yeah, they've had some situations where they've struggled that happened to be at home. Okay. I mean, we're talking about the Georgia Tech game and the Virginia game. Uh, North Carolina, they went ice cold, but they beat them on the road. Get the momentum, keep the momentum going. Opportunity to do that against a Miami team that offensively, these two teams are very similar in terms of just their their profile, where they kind of where they rank in the league and in the country in a lot of offensive categories. I think Clemson's a little bit better defensively, although Miami's very good against the three. They're top, I think, forty team against the three this year nationally uh but just be careful where you know how many threes you take and where you take them from and uh, i think uh, clemson gets the win tonight you calling it yep i think the uh the two big teams here in the state both win tonight (laughs) you're doubling down on this clemson a seven point favorite against a team they lost to earlier this year says a lot doesn't it yeah it does I don't think I would call this an easy win tonight, but I, I think Clemson still wins by double digits. I, th- I think they cover the seven. I don't think there's... I mean, in this league, it's rarely an easy win. It's hard. It is. But Miami... on I say that, and of course, we know what's going to happen. This will be the Miami bounce-back performance. Clemson will be in a tough game down the stretch in the final minute, you know, whatever you want to call it. But I I just don't see it playing out that way. I think Clemson's defense with that zone has found something. I think it'll perplex Miami a little bit. I think it helps they played Miami already and know what to expect. And I just don't think the Hurricanes are going to go 21 or 28 and a half again like they did down there in Coral Gables. I don't expect it. I think Clemson's playing well. I'll take the Tigers tonight. I'll take Tennessee tonight. And I'll take Auburn tonight. Gonna fade your gonna Hater. fade your game. Hater, <laughs> fade your South Carolina pick hard. <laughs> it's only burned you twice this year. Let's you know. Oh yeah, like there's no chance this doesn't go against you. All right, I want to thank everybody for joining us here on the show today. Appreciate you being a part of it. Coming.